0: Hello, and welcome to Human Whispers Radio. My name is Laila Egbal, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Community School for Human Arts and the MAPS program. This podcast is the communication platform for the school and our program. Our podcasts are intended to create and promote a facilitative and inclusive dialogue that we hope in return will encourage people to listen, learn, and then seek action from a place of truthful shared awareness from which solutions can emerge. Today, we'll explore the potent topic of fear and how we can channel our fears into power. We'll take a look at how messages that we received early on in our life set the course for how the stimulation of fear can prevent us from realizing our full potential and what role creativity plays in our lives, including the link between creativity and performance. As a child, my biggest dream was to one day become a singer and performer. I would put on Michael Jackson songs on the turntable and gather some friends around and sing along and perform. But every time I did that, everyone would tell me to stop. Every time I attempted to show my parents that I really wanted to learn how to sing, they would just tell me that I had a terrible voice and that even with lessons, I would never amount to anything. I was stubborn, so I continued to try and sing until the age of 10, at which point I gave up because I was tired of hearing how bad I was. As an adult, this turned into fear of speaking up in meetings and speaking in front of audiences. And this was not just a fear. It was terrorizing me to the point where I would fall ill on the day of a big presentation. I would miss meetings where I was supposed to present a new initiative or start a new project. I became paralyzed with the potency of fear, fear that I would be completely incompetent and end up humiliated and embarrassed. That's when I first started to think about how it is that some people create with the goal of performance while others create for personal reasons. I was creating with the goal of a performance and not for myself, and that's where I think fear came into the picture. I was defending myself from the fear of incompetence. I found myself using my creativity to make something out of nothing, but I was doing it all for other people. So what is fear? Wikipedia defines fear as an emotion induced by the perception or recognition of phenomena which can pose a danger or threat. Fear causes physiological changes and therefore may produce behavioral changes, such as mounting an aggressive response or fleeing the threat. For me, the danger and threat of speaking was that I would end up being humiliated or embarrassed, so in true reptilian fashion, fight or flight, I'd flee. Fear is closely related to anxiety, which occurs as the result of threats that are perceived to be uncontrollable or unavoidable. Sociological and organizational research also suggests that our fears are not solely dependent on their nature, but are also shaped by our social relations and culture, which guide our understanding of when and how much fear to feel. I recently sat down with two very creative people, and they shared their wisdom and experience around fear and creativity, and some of the blocks they experience. Alexander Stars, who has spent the last 20 years as a music teacher helping people like me discover their creativity through music and language, and Petra Amastreiter, who is a singer, composer, and musician. We'll start with Alexander. When was the first time you realized you wanted to be a creative or get into music?
1: I don't think I ever asked myself that question because I started playing music from a really early age on, and it was just always there. Um, I had my first inkling that it was more than just you know something that was part of my life anyway when my, um, my music teacher at high school asked me to come back and take over the instrumental music classes at my school and that's kind of where I you know got the taste for it and been with it ever since.
2: And now Petra? So I was into music very early in the uh, early years of my childhood, and um, so we had some holidays we spent uh, at my grandmother's house, and she had an, an old piano, and so we we sat on the piano and we we did not know what to play, but but we just uh, tried out. So it's like uh, we we just had fun in trying out and figuring out what to play and how to play, and uh, sometimes uh, our uncles came and they played with us because they used to play it very well and they showed us something so and we teached ourselves on the piano and um, i tried to do some little composings some some of my first compositions and i also wrote them down so i really was uh, in the in the mood of being a, a serious composer so
0: In our society, we've come to look at music as a creative endeavor rather than as an essential part of our human existence, one that is intertwined with the human experience. Human beings have been creative beings for a really long time, long enough and consistently enough for it to be a totally natural impulse. I think we can safely say that creativity is the hallmark of our species. We have the senses for it, the curiosity, we have thumbs, we have rhythm, and we have language. So let's look at how we exist in the world. We use language, which is a form of music that comes out of our mouths with intonations, pitch, tone, and a natural rhythm and melody. It is an innate ability that we learn naturally in order to communicate and form relationships. So why is it that most of us don't have the courage to bring forth this hidden treasure, the creative treasure, whatever that may be that is within us? I asked Alexander and Petra about their fears and what their experience has shown them.
1: I think we all fear being judged, and um, I, for myself, I realize that um, we we cannot know how uh, what what kind of filters other people have. We don't know what their experiences are. We don't know how they look at us. And since you know, in a let's say in an artistic setting, we deal with a multitude of people around us, we will never be able to perform in a way that pleases everybody. Um, And uh, yeah, there might be criteria, there might be a standard that we want to live up to, um, but overall, the reception of what we do is going to depend on a lot of factors that we cannot uh, influence. With that realization, I thought, okay, I don't have to depend on other people. I don't have to play for other people. I'll play for myself first, and I'll try to do the best I can. I've prepared, I've, um, you know, analyzed whatever, let's say a musical piece, and I've I've come up with an interpretation of it. And um, this is how I play it, and some people will like it and some won't. Um, and this is something that I try to, to tell my students too. Um, you can not please everybody. So try to please yourself first. Try to um, create something that you like. If you can say, you know, I like that, then everything is good.
2: It's a little bit, um, I don't know how to say it, it's a little bit uh, like in two ways. So the one is, um, I I always was, Sure of my creativity and uh, having ideas, and and um, not worrying about that uh, I, I might lose this. But uh, I also had problems uh, with expressing it because uh, you know I, I I choose the violin and it's a technical very very <clears throat> um, demanding instrument where you have to practice a lot and where you have to master a lot of technical things. And there were times I did not really go well with this. And so I was very excited when I went on stage and wanted to present these things. So this was a, 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 big, um, like a, a big milestone to have um, to have these fears on stage and to cope with them. And it took me a lot, a, a lot of work and long years to get over this. So by practicing and by having a lot of teachers and lot of input how to deal with it. But it really took a long time um, mm-hmm. and a long time of mastering these technical problems to be aware of myself and to get these um, inner gifts in the outer world. So to express what I'm feeling inside and to be technical, able to transport these feelings into some real good music. And what about creativity and risk-taking? If you express your creativity, you are some kind of naked. You express your inner self and you give it to the world without some covering. But also, if you don't do it, it's another kind of uh, risk. If you keep it inside, you risk uh, getting, I don't know what, what petrified? Yeah. Yes, so it's some... It's, um, So uh, you can't have the the one without the other.
0: Let's talk for a moment about inspiration. What is your source of inspiration and how do you clear out obstacles that are preventing you from living your most creative life?
1: I don't think inspiration is a single source or has a single source. I think you can be inspired by most anything, Um, especially if you are not just a one-tier Artist like me I, I play music but i also write poetry um i also paint and um i and i couldn't even pinpoint that down to to saying okay for for a new poem i need this kind of inspiration or for a new painting i need this kind of inspiration and inspiration I won't see it when it happens but I will I will remember like 3 days later or maybe even 3 months later um you know I'll 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 sit there doing something completely different and then I'm like wait something happened there that that I I never thought through or I never finished thinking about and this is what it should be this is this is the this should be a poem or this should be a painting Um, or this could be a piece of music and very often they're related. Sometimes a poem turns into a piece of music. Sometimes a piece of music turns into a poem and, you know, even, even the painting goes into that. So yeah, there's no single source for inspiration for me. And I don't think think for anybody really. And, um, very often inspiration and dealing with the inspiration is not, uh, in time, directly connected. I think they can be separate by you know weeks and months and maybe even years. Mm. Um, for for uh, students and people that I've worked with, um, I don't know. I think uh, I I can't teach inspiration. I I can be inspired and I can I can show. The people I work with that I like what I do.
2: So normally it's not I get an inspiration, but the inspiration gets me. I asked Alexander
0: about the link between curiosity and creativity. And here's what he had to say.
1: Yes, I certainly believe that curiosity is um, is at the core of, of creativity. Um, because without it you you kind of stuck you you don't explore you don't uh you don't grow um you're kind of happy with the way things are you just do you know all the things that you've done before and um that might lead to somebody who's very skilled at certain things like you know this that's like I, I call them performing artists and then creative artists. If somebody plays like let's say the violin and they go to university and their goal is to play in an orchestra, they have to live up to a certain standard, and that's what, that's their goal. That's what they want to do. Um, but this this is for me it's like a performing artist. They you know they have to fo- they have to fulfill a, a, a level a, a standard that uh, otherwise they won't be able to get a job. Um, a creative artist for me doesn't have to be that perfect. In, in a, it doesn't have to have a perfect skill set in order to to be brilliant. Um, they are curious. They look for new ways and they ask themselves, "Okay, where should my art be tomorrow? What is the next step, and how can I get there?" And often that might mean that I need to lose certain skills that that have been around forever just in order to come up with something new. Again, that's something that's hard to teach. Um, I think that's part of in your upbringing. Some people might be naturally curious, um, but I think it needs to be fostered from a very early age on. Um, let your kids explore, please.
0: <laughs> you know, one of my uh, favorite teachers was a, was a social studies teacher I had in sixth grade. And he always said, his mantra was, be observant. And mm-hmm. I, have, I have kept that with me throughout my life. And that's actually what I, what I attribute my curiosity to, is just by, just by being aware and observant, you know, makes you naturally curious. And I think that was, that, I'm forever indebted to him for that. Another mantra that I always bring forth when contemplating a creative endeavor or question is why not? I use this to replace my fear with curiosity, remembering that perfection is a high-end version of fear and a complete waste of time because nothing is beyond criticism. I've often wondered when I see people do brave things, are they being fearless or is it actually something else? And it occurs to me that maybe authentic leaders are not fearless, but rather, they come from a place where the passion they have for the things they care about is greater than their fears. We're so often focused on efficiency and getting things done. We have a very long to-do list, but that often comes at a cost. Curiosity allows us to explore the way we used to when we were little kids and that came very naturally to us. I see many leaders who focus so much on efficiency that they shut down curiosity in people. And that's too bad because curiosity leads to all sorts of great results and great outcomes.
2: It's, it's like these inner expressions are your leader. They take ah. you by the hand and they lead you. And you don't know exactly where you want to get with this, but you let it go. And then, oh, there we want to go. Okay.
0: I love that. Your inner expressions are your leader. That, that, that makes so much sense. And, and you're being true to yourself and your authenticity, I think, at the same time. I define creativity as making something out of nothing. Creating. Living a creative life means making a life worth living. If you have nothing in your life or your day, you cannot create. If you have nothing, you will by definition never have creativity. You will only be living in reactivity to the world. That's the difference. Creativity starts with nothing and makes something, and reactivity asks, what does the world need of me right now, and gives it to it. So let's take a look at some of the essential elements to creativity, and remember, these are universally accessible and always possible. They are courage, permission, persistence, and trust. I asked Alexander and Petra about their emotional patterns to creativity. In other words, the psychological cycles to their creative process.
2: I think there's a kind of circle that is um, typical for the creative process, at least for me. So the first thing is uh, an idea hits you. This can be some some, uh, text. This can be some notes. This can be a melody. Or this can be a topic you want to have a, a song about, perhaps. And then uh, this is this this idea pops up, and then I have to follow it for perhaps a quarter of an hour or half an hour, so to get the first impression of this idea. And then I have to fix to fix something, so to write something down that it gets into my memory. And after that, I have to leave it. So the best thing is to let it work. And it's, this can ta- this can take one day or one week, and sometimes a year or longer. So this has to process internally and for me it's the best not to disturb the process just to let it go and um, if it's a good idea it will come back it will come back and pop up and then i will care on it and then i have to really work on it so i have to work on the text perhaps to to change something to have, have some new ideas and really work on it and also on the music to work on it to sit down and to play and then to Create uh, some layout to create some second voice, third voice. So then it's then it's 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 really hard work. But um, if you have this, um, I think this idea that is grounded in yourself, then the work is uh, play and and fun, and it will do the most of the hard work itself.
1: For me personally, I noticed it comes in in waves and they're not necessarily, like, they don't have an equal wavelength. I might not be productive for months. um, And then there's like a squirt of of, of activity and all of a sudden I write three poems in a row or uh, like I have three canvases sitting on my easel and nothing is happening for weeks and weeks. And then I need to finish all three of them. Um, and I can't predict when it, when it's happening or what, what outer factors need to, to happen. Um, but what I do realize is, uh, quiet time and time alone and, uh being maybe even off the grid for a certain amount of time is absolutely paramount. I, I could not come up with new stuff or finish anything if I wouldn't have moments where i just sit on the couch for a day doing nothing.
0: What role does persistence and discipline play in the creative process?
1: Yeah. Now, this is a question of um, what, uh, what are you trying to get out of your creativity? If you are um in it for a job, if you want to this if you want to make this your livelihood, then uh, persistency and a persistence and and a focus and what else did you say? discipline discipline yeah. yes um is is very important because if you make it your livelihood, you kind of rely on on a steady stream of production and let's face it, not everything you're going to create is going to be great and beautiful. There's going to be, you know, a lot of crap that just can be thrown out as is. Um, And if you have, you know, one good idea out of 10, then you're probably still, you know, tops. Um, Look at Picasso, you know, half his paintings I would not put on my wall. But the, you know, the dozen I know that are, absolutely amazing you know you can't buy because it's too, they're too expensive um so yeah i don't think any great artist um or, or somebody who wants to make a living off their art can afford to be lazy you have to put the effort in but that's just the way it is with every job and with every profession you can't be a doctor without putting in the work
2: Yes, um, I think it's um, not, not, uh, not for the creative process, but for the expression of the creativity. So you really have to uh, master your uh, expression tools. So for my case, I had to master playing the violin so that I really can express what I want to do. So um, if I wanted to express uh, my ideas on an instrument, I can't play, so I'm not able to do it. So you have to have uh, the toolbox. That you can express and um, sometimes uh, you want to express something you don't have the toolbox right on it and then you have to uh, develop this toolbox and this needs discipline conventional success depends on three factors talent
0: luck and discipline two of these things are not under your control talent and luck but discipline is the people that stand at the door of your dreams are just people Effort is worth it. Try, 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 and nothing works. Keep trying and keep seeking, and when you least expect it, it finally happens. Remember to measure your worth by your dedication to your path, not by successes or failures. Is suffering essential to an artist's existence or a truly emotional experience, or is it just an excuse for bad behavior?
1: Suffering helps. I don't think you don't have to suffer in order to be, now we're coming back to the Per, uh, performing artists and the, the creative artist. I think you can be a great artist with good technical skills, um, without suffering. I think in order to to move your art forward, it's it suffering might help, because you are kind of forced, or you force yourself to, to to like you use your art to overcome your suffering. And that very often pushes pushes the the art beyond its limits. And I I guess, I I think that's good. I mean, we want art, whatever we do, to move forward and and create something new. Um, On the other hand, you know, if you have great technical skills and you can be like um, like Dürer or, um, you know, other artists that, that create beautiful pictures but they're like, yeah, it's a rabbit. Okay, you know, it, it's well, it, you never, nobody ever has done a rabbit like Dura has, but it's a rabbit. There's no deeper content that goes with it. So in order for art to be deep and, and meaningful, for more meaningful, let's say that, um, and push the boundaries of the art, suffering helps, but in order to be a good technician or a good artist, You don't understand.
2: So I think um, there's some kind of um, you know you're talking about the blues, and I think you have to know what blues is. So um, for my for my pupils, if I teach music, so there are twelve or thirteen year old girls or boys who want to play some Tchaikovsky or some, and I say, how will you play these pieces of unfulfilled love if you never experienced love in your life. So you have to have some experiences and you have, you have to have some uh, expressions inside yourself that you can fill with these experiences. So if you don't have them, what to talk about? And then and music is uh, another way of talking.
0: The part of me that is suffering when I fail is my ego, a wonderful servant, but not the boss. Only thing your ego wants is reward. Ego is not your soul, which doesn't care about reward or failure. Ego and not soul gets wounded because it didn't get the outcome it wanted. Outcome doesn't matter. What would you do even if you knew that you might fail? What do you love doing so much that the words failure and success become irrelevant? Here's how Petra and Alexander define success.
2: For me, it's, being, uh, in, um, that, uh, it's um, allowing yourself that creativity and the inner creativity or the inner feelings take the lead. That they lead you and that you, that you let them go. And this is um, not a, a discipline. This is a, a kind of opening mm. and a kind of letting it go and letting it go with a moment and accepting, accepting that it's not the same every day. So that uh, if it's very great on Monday, it can't not be the same on, on, on Tuesday. And perhaps it's it's one day, it's really, really great. And the next day you think, oh, okay. So you are not the same every day and you have to accept this.
1: I think it goes kind of with down the line with uh, the dealing with fear. If you yourself can say this, I, it's like you, you finish something and you lean back and you say, Hey, boy, I like this. Then I think you're successful. And then of course, you know, if somebody else comes along and say, wow, this is really nice. Then you can say, yes, that's success. <laughs> and then if somebody comes along and says, Hey, I'll give you $500 for this, then you can say, yes, <laughs> so that's success. Um, And again, you know, depending on what you want out of your art, one can be as satisfying as the other.
0: In the actual research about creatives, the number one trait that they all have in common is openness to experience. And if you don't have any room in your life that isn't booked with obligations, you don't have the capacity to be open to an experience. One minute I belong there, and second minute I belong in another place. And all the minutes in between, my mental space is already accounted for. There is no openness when you're trying to get through that. Why am I here? What have I been called to do? How am I getting in my own way? How can I best live out my destiny or purpose? These are the questions that we help people answer in our program. And now some final thoughts. If you're a young person, open your eyes wide and let the world educate you. Be observant, be curious, and share your creativity with others. If you're older, trust that the world has educated you. You likely know more than you realize. And you're not finished. And as far as following or finding your passion, a lot of people don't know exactly what their passion is, or they may have many passions transitioning from one passion to another, leaving them feeling confused, stuck, insecure, and depressed. The first step in realizing your passion is cultivating your curiosity, something that is accessible to everyone. Many times, passion can be beyond our reach, but curiosity is more accessible, more welcoming, and much less intimidating. And curiosity keeps you working steadily. Is there anything you're interested in? Can you fall in love with creativity? Please visit our website at humanwhisperers.com to learn more. And if you like what you've heard here today, please consider telling a few friends. Until next time.